Hey, hey, and welcome to another Podcast Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I'm your other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? Oh, jumping the gun all day. How about you, Paco? Good, man. Good. You know what I realized is in a, we're called Podcast Valley Sunday, and we used to stick on a Monkees fan companion to it, and then that was just too yeah. long to put on. Yeah. But I've now realized we have no mention of the monkeys in, in our title. And so I was thinking uh-huh. we might just put like a monkeys podcast or something like that after it. Just so you know what? If people are searching us out. Uh, they'll, they'll find us one way or another. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. They're mentioned in the descriptions and things of the podcast. So I think I think it'll be OK. That's true. That's true. Well, here we are. We're glad it's our second episode back to do our randomatic countdown. Yes, guy. And wait, I, wait, wait. What's that sound? Oh, there it is. We can lead off the show with this beautiful sound now, I think. Yeah, we're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I did want to say was uh, a lot of people reached out after our last episode, welcoming us back after our uh, three-month hiatus. And it was really nice. It feels good. Yeah. It feels really good, man. It was great to hear from everybody. It was, uh, yeah, really cool. Nice nice to know when we come back, people are like, it's not just crickets. (laughs) We're not just making this for each other. Some new people chiming in, and it's it's always very cool when uh, people are discovering us. Yeah, it's great times. We love it. We love hearing what you guys think of the songs and the podcast. And yeah. It's awesome. Just wanted to get that yes. out there. Thank you, everybody. Monkeys fans are around the world. Yes. Okay, so for this episode, last time what we did was, it was the very bottom of the, the countdown, but we didn't start with the last song. We did like the bottom 20 starting from 147. And you know, so to build suspense. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But now we're going to go the other way, and we're going to start heading towards number one, and so we're going to start at number 146, Hard to Believe, Everybody's Favorite. It's hard to believe that you could ever doubt me. I try not to hear the things you say about me. <laughs> Absolutely, Paco. It's uh, from Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones. Sung by Davy Jones and co-written by Davy and Kim Capley from the the touring band, and um, at the time we we're like, this isn't a low point on uh, Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones, but it is indeed our lowest charting Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones tune. Yeah, it's it's weird because this it when you just hear the song, you think it might be from like Monkeys Present or 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 even changes like one of the later later records yeah uh, it just has that davy vibe to it that that davy tone shift every album has yeah something like a, a genre experiment of some sort that you could picture davy in a suit kind of crooning and strolling across the stage yeah exactly exactly and it's like it's a nice samba sounding tune but uh it it, it fits in well with the davy mold but not the monkey's mold which is weird because Davey is obviously one of the monkeys. But to me, <laughs> it just doesn't fit the idea of the monkeys so much. The monkeys sound at the time, I think. Davey was always like the face of the monkeys and Mickey was the voice of the monkeys. But uh, yeah, it's, as, as far as this era, when they're getting kind of creative and psychedelic, it is it's, it sits different. Yeah. I think Mike was the fists of the monkeys. 
<laughs> what does that make Peter? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Poor Peter. He's the conscious of the monkeys. Oh, that's a good one. There you go. Um, one thing with this song, though, as it goes on, it does kind of get better, and the harmonies are really unreal within this song. So mm. hard to believe does have that going for it, I'd say. <laughs> so I guess it's kind of hard to believe it finished at number 146 here at Podcast Valley Sunday on the Randomatic Countdown. Yeah. Okay, which brings us into number 145, Tell Me Love. Tell me. Tell me love off of changes. Um, I gotta be honest with you. This song does so little for me. I like don't, don't even have anything to say about it, good or bad. Yeah, I, my uh, my commentary in my notes is meh. Yeah, I listened I listened to it yesterday. I don't remember it. Same. And um, it's a Jeff Berry tune, which probably indicates that this is just one of the tunes they had sitting around for this album that was gonna buy gonna be by whomever. Like it was gonna be an Andy Kim album. But hey, let's call the monkeys and maybe we'll get funding for it. And like, it's just mid, as the kids say these days. Not sub mid, perhaps. Yeah, it's it it is it's a it's a song, obviously, and there's music and all that stuff. But it's just so middle of the road pedestrian. I've got nothing to say about it except that. <laughs> I agree. I guess song is the preferred nomenclature for something like this. Yeah, it's, it's not music, it's just sounds. Tell Me Love, from Changes, number 145. So that brings us here to number 144, I Never Thought It Peculiar. I never thought it peculiar That you never gave me a smile I wasn't socially suited to make it work I can't put my finger on the sound of this song and why I don't like it that much, but it, it reeks of whatever I can't put my finger on. Like, I, it, it just doesn't hit it. But there is that middle part where the horns and guitars come in, and it's like Ooh. a completely different song. Like, they, they spliced it in from another session, and that part's really uh, yeah. radical. I think you had a term for it on the, when we pulled this on uh, episode 21. You said the song was On Schmaltz Way. <laughs> yes. that I'll stand by that. <laughs> and it's a Davy tune and uh, written by Boysenhart. Not quite our lowest ranking Boysenhart tune, but darn close. Yeah, it's trying and, hard. Uh, of course, it's off the Changes album. And among the tunes that got slipped into the show during the reruns. Yeah, interesting. And it, like again, it's it's more uh, it's got more to it than "Tell Me More" or "Tell Me Love." See, you don't even know the <laughs> name of it. We just talked about it. Because as soon as I see this title, the song's in my head. Yes. You know what I mean. So it's got yes. that going for it. It is memorable in that way. But now I got uh, Rip Taylor <laughs> in slow motion in my head because they they yes. slipped this in over Zor and Zam on uh, the Frodescaper of all episodes. Yeah, for just so people know, um, there is all, there are all of these songs. There's a playlist on our YouTube channel. 
and uh, Jeff put it together and he found a bunch of like cool looking videos. It's not just like the song playing. If you found a rare one, you put that in. If there's a video someone put together, you put that in. And for this one, it's, yeah, it's the Frodo's caper when Rip Taylor's chasing the monkeys at the very end over Zorn's Ham, but they have it over this song for some reason. That's not the same vibe, man. No, I would have thought they would have gone with the monkeys like in the red and white striped jackets with those hats, like the barbershop quartet look. I (laughs) think that look look goes more with this song. That's yes, that's the genre outfit for this kind of Davy tune. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's all I really have to say about I never Mm. thought of peculiar. So now here we are, number one forty three with a bullet. Um, <laughs> and where are you about to put that bullet? Bobby? Yeah, <laughs> every step of the way. Off of Poolit, obviously. Um, with, Obviously, <laughs> well, is, because we're still in the dreary depths of the countdown, but, we're gonna be putting pool it on the turntable. But also, if, if you hear this song, you don't think it's on any other album than <laughs> Pool. That's what I'm saying, and, and it's like, okay, is this the biggest hit from Pool It? Is this the, the the single that people would probably think about? It also has Heart and Soul. Yeah, Heart and Soul was the big one. Was and it? This kind of came out after it, and I. For whatever reason, it didn't do as well. Yeah. I, uh, okay. So with this song, uh, the music video, the official music video for it. Yes. It's, uh, it's the most music video-y of any of their music videos. <laughs> Heart it, and Soul is up there too, where they're switching outfits and trying to get different gigs. Yeah. I think. But this is, this has that, uh, but they're, this one, they got the, they got the model girl in the, in the alleyway. And they're wearing leather outfits. This is like 80s video Yahtzee in its own way. Yeah, they were really swinging for the fences for the mid-80s comeback with this video. And it's like, in the vi- they're using like garbage as instruments. And like you say, <laughs> they're like stalking this woman in an alley. And at one point, Mickey's face like folds in half. And it's almost yes. like his bottom lip is over his nose as his yes. face crushes in. And he makes the whole thing of uh, un- undoing his face. Yeah, yeah. We we can't show you on the podcast, but y- y- y'all, if you ain't seen it, look up the video for uh, uh, every step of the way. Which, um, I I like the video sort of. It's it helps the song. I agree. And there's recurring role for a carrot, which is kind of weird and unexpected. But um, Mickey in his book, when describing a different era of the monkeys, which we'll visit in a bit refers to them as like a three-legged dog and it is kind of like the monkeys as a three-legged dog it's them they're having fun they do the walk yep and but you know something's obviously missing yeah exactly and i i think that people uh who are into the monkeys mid-80s comeback might look at this song and how low it is on our chart and i have to kind of agree it's not a bad song by any means i like this better than heart and soul and so uh, really? I do. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know why. I just like this one. It feels more monkeys than heart and soul hmm. feels. I think because okay, heart and soul is a cover, enough. right? So, but yeah. And it's, uh, it's just a, it's not a bad tune. It's just very of the time. And I'm not a big fan of the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
uh, just a brief note about the lyrics and uh, what is the Davy sings underneath the arches in the pouring rain. And underneath the arches in the pouring rain. Is he at McDonald's? I think so. Yeah, he's, he's getting uh, the the all new chicken McNuggets. <laughs> oh man! And they're introduced. <laughs> oh, that's good times. Man, could you imagine if the monkeys had gotten a tie-in with McDonald's at that time and you could buy, like, little monkeys toys and stuff oh. like that, like if they somehow pulled that off? Or the McNugget buddies were wearing a little eight-button shirt yeah. and one of them had a little two-gun. Oh. Hey, hey, we're McNuggets. And they have oh a whole song God. and dance number, and then the monkeys come in and just eat them. <laughs> I'm going on Parallel Universe eBay right now you go. to order a couple dozen of those. <laughs> I think it would have been unreal. Oh, yeah. But that brings us to Me Without You. I wonder just how long it will be Me Without You You Without Me From Instant Replay. Um... It's kind of got like a like a circusy kind of vibe to it or something. It's got like the bop bop shoe op stuff, and I hate that shit for some reason. Yeah, it's this is um this is your mother should know in a Davy Jones Halloween costume with the plastic face mask and everything. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Very much that. And it's uh, another Boysenheart song. And Boysenheart obviously have the magical mystery tour soundtrack on the turntable. And uh, like, hey, let's try to rewrite one of these Beatles songs, and let's pick the least interesting one on this album. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next one, yes, could be Martha, my dear. Let's <laughs> see how we can do that one. <laughs> Me without you. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It's uh, it has a pretty cool guitar solo, though. Again, one thing I found with later monkeys is the song might stink, but they throw in a great guitar solo in the middle. Yeah, uh, they for sure are hiring some uh, top shelf session people for these things. Yeah. All right, so that'll bring us to number 141, Long Way Home, also off of Pool It. Poo, poo, pool it. Say yes, say no, say that I'm grabbing a shadow, but don't call the words in stone. I know it's late, but can't you see I was old? this song it starts off like an 80s christmas carol at the beginning <laughs> like to be on the christmas <laughs> like, album like a lot of davy stuff in the 80s true yeah that's true and then it turns into a weird like walk past the old schoolyard kind of song and it's like a heartbreak song like longing or whatever the heck uh-huh. and uh it has the same feeling that every pool it song has and that's not a big compliment <laughs> i don't think <laughs> but that's one thing with Pool It is when you hear a song from it, like we said earlier, you instantly know it's from Pool It because nothing else sounds like it. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's written by Bobby Hart and Dick Eastman. Uh, Bobby Hart from uh, Dolan's Jones, Boyce and Hart fame, uh, working with a, a different songwriting partner. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's. Oh, that's my my comment. My three word review is "f this tune" in my notes. Yeah, it again. It's like echoey vocals, echoey drums, synthesizery stuff, and it, it it's almost like 
since we've delved into Pool It, like I gotta say, I probably hadn't listened to Pool It in years and years and years and years. But then once we listened to it, Pool It on vinyl, yeah, which you got from uh, Ideal, right? Yep, yep. I got Pool and, It, and uh, it's the first time. It's like one of the only times I've ever seen Pool It on any any format. <laughs> it's true. I am glad I picked it up when I did, because uh, we found some gems like Midnight on Pool It. Amazing. Midnight is fantastic. Amazing, and 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 but like I was saying, it's like. I've come to, even the songs I don't like, it's because it's such a singular monkey's entity. Like, yes. there's nothing that sounds like it before it, nothing that sounds like it after it. And it's this weird comeback time <laughs> that it is charming in the way that it sounds. You can say that about the last three or four monkeys albums. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say Good Times is the only one that doesn't struggle to fit the time <laughs> it's in. It's it's it just wants to sound like the monkeys instead of whatever decade it is. Exactly, exactly. But more on uh, good times later on in the show here for all you good times fans. Stay tuned. Yeah, stick around, stick around. <laughs> so let's get off a long way home and head up to our next tune. If I knew at number one forty. Yes. Another Davy Jones jam. Bothering you, I would run to your side. I don't know why. It's off the monkeys present. Um, it's a quiet song, but it has a really nice vocal like chord change in the verse. I've always liked. Yeah. I don't know exactly yeah. what. I don't know if it's like a jazzy weird uh, chord change or something, but I believe you performed this tune on uh, our uh, Jelly Show from C. <laughs> from our off season between the the two seasons of the show i probably did and in this one it's like he does like the i would run to your side i don't know why and i like that little uh that shift a lot but uh, it, it's like not a bad song. It's just quiet and slow. But I, I think it could be ranked higher than it is. But because down yeah. here, it's, it's all over the place. Like, it, yeah. I don't and, dislike Davey co-wrote this. This is one of the songs he writes with uh, his frequent uh, songwriting partner, Bill Chadwick. And uh, yeah, going through all these tunes, uh, Davey's got his hand in quite a few of these. Yeah, he's, yeah he definitely had more songwriting in him than I thought originally. Yeah, and I think at the very least, his songs sound like the songs he wanted to make. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I wonder <laughs> I mean, what Davy Jones's career would have been like if he hadn't joined the Monkees. Huh. It's hard to think. He could have been Fabian or Bobby Sherman and That's, just done by the time he was 23. Yeah, exactly. Like, he would have got on that boat a little too late even you know what i mean like he might have kind of perked up a little bit here and there but he, i think he would have faded out just because of the kind of music he was doing yeah and uh, just certain things like the brady bunch and the comeback and just keeping him in the public eye uh, scooby-doo whatever yep. you know he just kind of kept popping up places and i think it's helped him in his brand just, nobody else is davy jones exactly yeah I am kind of surprised, like, he could have been the host of, like, a uh, like a show. What are those shows called? What am I thinking of? Like an Ed Sullivan-type show. show. 
Like an, oh, a variety show. Yeah. He, like, he could have been the host of a variety show or something like that, right? Like Davy Jones presents, Absolutely. and he comes out, sings a couple numbers, and then introduces, like, one of those dudes. And I'm surprised uh, it didn't uh, happen, like, in the 70s. That's good. But, like, he'd be so much shorter than every guest. <laughs> that's Hello, true. mate. And they hold the mic up to their face. But then they'd love it. That'd be part of the thing. And everybody would get to do a Davy <laughs> short joke. Maybe that's why he didn't do it. He's like, okay, I'm sick of this. Like, <laughs> I don't want these Davy short jokes every week. <laughs> um, and uh, one last thing for if I knew. I noticed in the lyrics right at the end, there's an O. Yes. O-H. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if it was supposed to be one of his trademark monkey show high-pitched. Oh, yeah. yeah that's what they did at first, that. and they slowed it down. The guy's like, what the hell is this? And the producer <laughs> slows down, like, oh. <laughs> He's still trying to catchphrase it. In yeah. This- in the in the later albums, <laughs> oh man! And uh, speaking of O, up next at number one thirty nine, we got oh, what a night! Oh, what a night! Oh, what a night! But now I must forget you. But my heart won't let you. Also a Davy Jones tune. I swear, our tunes sometimes they get the Nesmith bump, but there's like a, a phantom Davy Jones reverse bump on some of these tunes. I think. Yeah, the Davy Jones anchor. Right down to the locker. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is a song. Again, it just sounds like a song. There's nothing really that memorable memorable about it. Yeah. Uh, the chorus sounds like a zillion other choruses. It's just yes. one of those things. But on the video we have on the playlist you found, it's yeah, live, buddy. 1996, all four monkeys playing together. Mike and Davey on guitar, Peter on keyboards, Mickey on drums. And it's worth a watch just to see uh, see just to see them all together. It's just it's them. Yeah, it's Hell awesome. Hell froze over. Forget about the Eagles. The <laughs> monkeys got back together. Exactly. And there, there's a part at the end where Davey looks over to Mike, he points to Mike, and he says, I look over here and it's not an empty space anymore. It's wonderful. And that's a great <laughs> moment. It's so cool. For real. It's so awesome. It's all of them together. And Dave like acknowledges, Mike is here. Like, check this, yeah. check this out. And then Mickey counts in to another song and the video ends. And it's like, yeah. I wonder what they're going with after that one. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it's out there. We could <laughs> dig it up at some point. And I was just mostly happy that this song is not the Oh What a Night by the Four Seasons. That's what I thought it December was. December 1963. Yeah. Quite possibly my least favorite song of all time. <laughs> yeah, when I, I remember seeing, when we pulled it out the first time, I was like, oh no, is this a cover of that fucking song? <laughs> but luckily it, it wasn't. It was it was not as bad, but as bland as no. that song was. <laughs> Yeah, the tune itself, like you said, it's, it's I don't know, like Davey's playing a guitar, That's but they're cool kind of just playing the same chords over and over again and just, hey, we're making songs. Yeah. And I don't know, it, the tune itself seems a little low effort, but whatever, man, it's the monkeys, it's them on stage yeah. of all things. Yeah, it, it, the video makes the song worth, worth uh, searching and watching for sure. Yeah, like the four of them hadn't been on stage together since like whatever 33 and a third or maybe the the japan tour before peter quit probably the japan tour yeah peter has the beard <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Yeah, it was That's awesome. a long time, dude. Yeah. Sheesh. So, this will lead us now to Peter Percival Patterson's pet pig, Porky. Peter Percival Patterson had a pet pig named Porky. This pet pig named Porky loved pie. He loved pizza pie, pumpkin pie, pineapple pie, pizza pie, mince tarts, and Peter Percival Patterson's big porky loved pie for breakfast, pie for lunch, pie in the afternoon, and pie before he went to bed. Peter Percival Patterson's big porky ate so much pie that do you know what he did? He popped. Thank oh. goodness I've got this pop screen on my uh, microphone here. Thank Your ears were all blown Lord. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, what can you say about it? That's all I have written here. Like, because it's <laughs> not a whole lot. It's cute. It's fun. It's very Peter. That, yeah. I bet Peter would do this stuff when he was like live on stage in the village and stuff like that yeah, yeah. and getting good laughs. And it's probably, you know, it's fun. It's, it's an interlude. It's not a song, but it's Peter. And I don't know. I don't mind it, but obviously I'm not like, I want to hear a monkey song. I'm not putting this on <laughs> to try to swing people over. <laughs> True, too. I do like the way it leads into uh, Pleasant Valley Sunday. I almost called it Podcast Valley Sunday. <laughs> But it, it just plays a little role on uh, Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones. Just this little spoken word interlude. Yeah. It's, it's poem-ish, but it's not a poem. Well, yeah, it's, it just doesn't rhyme. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Like you said, what can you say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not much to say about but it. But this is our first Peter song of the countdown, isn't it? I believe so. He stayed out of the, the very basement. <laughs> there you have we it, got folks. That going Our lowest-ranking Peter track is Peter Percival Patterson's Pet Pig Parky. Okay, so that launches us into the 90s. Whoa! And uh, the Monkey's regional girl from Justice. This is like the the mid '90s rocker song on uh, yes. on Justice. Um, again, it just doesn't feel like the Monkees. It feels like the times that they're trying to fit into, which yes. I think works against them. Uh, but the video is pretty funny, and it has the guys yeah. in like pretentious black and white video, and then it like goes very, off very, stage, and you see the wardrobe. The Calvin Klein of the time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mickey, all, all video, has got sunglasses on. He's too cool for school the entire time. Oh, yeah. And then at one point, you see a very uncomfortable Mike hanging out with everybody dancing. It's them and them girls dancing. <laughs> and Mike just looks like, I want to be anywhere else right now than doing this. For real. And then uh, Davey's like begging an enormous woman for a date at one point. <laughs> and Peter's just chilling, essentially, the whole video as well. It's a, it's a, yeah. It's a 90s video with the monkeys in it doing a 90s sounding song. And yes, and it's funny that like some of the lyrics are changed. There's no yeah. uh, mention of coke or uh, bitch or these like obscenity adjacent terms that are in uh, the album version. But it's kind of funny to think that there's a, a clean version of a monkey song. Yeah, and it's also kind of ridiculous to... To, to have the thing about coke and bitch and all this stuff. Like, I get it. It's them writing it and this is what they're doing or whatever. But he, he, again, it's the monkeys. Like, 
no no one's looking for a hard monkeys. You know what I mean? It, they're trying to be a little badass and whatever. Fit in with grunge. <laughs> sort of, yes. So it's uh it's weird. It's it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, you said it, Paco. Yeah. That's number one thirty seven. Regional girl, sung and written by Sir Mickey Dolans from Justice. And with that, we're going to take a slight breather from the countdown and permit me to tell you a thing or two about the statistics behind the randomatic countdown. That's right. It's time for CJ's stat break. We are going to talk about the average score of each monkey's album. Now, like I said, you kind of treat this like a golf score because it's a countdown. Number one is good. Number 168, not so good. <laughs> so these are the average scores of the Monkees albums, which tend to have 12 to 14 songs. And uh, it doesn't include the singles. So these albums are forced to stand up on their own. And some of the, the higher ranking ones are obvious, but it gets less obvious when we get to the middle. So based on the numbers, where these songs landed in our countdown, these are the average scores. And empirically, our favorite albums and our least favorite albums. Are you ready, Paco? I am ready. Hit me. Travian. All right. And uh, you want to start at the top or the bottom? What would you like? Start at the bottom. Let's, let's work our way up. All right. So at the bottom, there are 12 total albums that the Monkees have blessed us with over the last 55 years or so. And at number 12, you'll never guess, Poo Poo Pool It with an average song score of 120.5. That's not good. No, that's intense. Yes, because since we've mentioned half the album so far on the countdown, <laughs> and we're only at number 130, <laughs> 136. Uh, 136. Yeah, that, that tells you all you need to know about why Pool It is at the bottom. I'm next at number 11, Cha Cha Changes, with a score of 106.41. No surprise here. Because, you know, lower effort, we're missing some of our favorite monkeys. There's a couple good tunes on it, but a lot of not-so-good tunes. Indeed. Up next at number 10, kind of a disappointing showing for Instant Replay. Average song score, 105.67. Now, we love the vibe of this album in general, but the songs themselves seem to rank pretty low. Only a couple high-ranking ones. It could have been a great EP. <laughs> for real, and if we could, if we could bump it up a few points for that cover, we would. Yes, but we can't. <laughs> so up next at number nine, cracking into the top ten was Justice. If you can believe it, a lot of mid-range tunes. Nothing extremely bad. Nothing extremely good either. But it lands at one hundred point four one, and then just edging it out at number eight, Monkeys present. 99.5 at number eight on our uh, album countdown. That's that's pretty good. Yes, I didn't think that would finish that high. Stay in the double digits. But it's got listen to the band on it and uh, kind of banks on that for its, its strength. <laughs> that's the and, rich uh, cousin in that family. <laughs> <laughs> number seven, we got more of the monkeys. Uh, 79.67. Like this has got some extremes on it. We love some of the songs. We do not like some of the other songs. And just above it, its partner album, The Monkey's Debut, 76.16 is the average score. And same deal, you know, it is 
some of these songs mean a lot to us, but some of us mean a lot to us in a negative way. And now we get into our top five. And number five, if you can believe it, is Good Times. I believe Scratching it. Scratching and surviving. Good times. Yep, yeah. Hanging in a chow line. Good times. <laughs> 72.5 for good times. We like a lot of these songs. And like we just, just said, this is a strong album. A lot of fun. And it feels like the monkeys. Yep. Number four, Headquarters. Mm-hmm. The average song is 66.14. What can you say about Headquarters? It's them being the monkeys. Yes. And we, we like this song. But there's a couple songs, the ones that barely qualify as songs. Kind of drag this one down a little bit. True. We'll get to those in an episode or so. <laughs> Number three, the birds, the bees, and the monkeys, which I was surprised edged out headquarters. Me too. That, that is surprising. Yeah, by like just like one spot, though. Uh, the average score is 65.4. Ooh. Wow. Crazy. And then number two, Pack and Jay. Yeah. Not just what people call me and Paco. Exactly. But it's Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones. The average score, 54.7, making our number two because we really love that album. Yeah. They really, it's the combination of the studio help plus the boys themselves. It's a superpower album. They reached, yeah, they reached that super duper sweet spot for a record. Mm-hmm. But of course, number one, as you probably could have guessed, is the head soundtrack. Not a lot of tunes, but we love almost every one of them. And the average score for the head album is a thirty-eight point two. And I would say for the head album, it is almost an EP because of uh, yeah the way it was all put together with just like the things in between from the movie sticking in there. Yeah, but it, they could have been five or six shitty tunes, but they're not. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but they are good tunes, and we really like them. So our number one is Head at 38.2, and to contrast that, Pool It was 120.5. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Thank you for listening. Well, thank you for that breakdown. It really puts uh, the albums, lets you know where we stand with a lot of these albums, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, some of it pretty obvious, but some, a couple surprises. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so that brings us to number 136, Wasn't Born to Follow. And run across the valley beneath the sacred mountain And wander through the forest where the trees have leaves of prisons That break the light up into colors that no one knows the names of Peter appearance on today's portion of the countdown. Yeah, off of the Good Times album. Um, a lot of people really do like this song, according to yeah. like a lot of the, the comments I've read and stuff. And it's definitely yeah. not a bad song, but it, it, it to me, it's like the same notes. Like when he's singing, it's the same <laughs> notes over and over. So it kind of feels like you're on like a boat, like on a weird swell kind of thing. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And it's just a... For me, his voice sounds great and everything. It's just the song for me, not not as much. For real. And it, I don't think he's auto-tuned like he is on some of the later stuff. Yeah. And uh, he sings it well. It's a Goffin and King tune. Oh, wow. And uh, But it was originally done by the birds back in the day, and it appears in Easy Rider, which has its own monkeys connections, yep. as we know. So it's pretty neat that Peter did it. It kind of reinforces that kind of uh, network of connection. Between uh, 
Peter and the Monkees and uh, Bob Rafelson and Jack Nicholson, all that, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, is our lowest ranking good time song? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I don't think we've ventured it here on the countdown yet. No, no. So that that, that shows you where, how much we like good times, really. How about that? Would you imagine if the Monkees had had a song in Easy Rider, like one of their more like different non like not like last train to Clarksville, you know what I mean? Like writing wrongs Absolutely. or something like that. And they worked themselves yeah. that were, were the counterculture kind of like, Whoa, this is the monkeys. And then that kind of helped them do more, but you know, whatever. That's a, that's it's a, huge a little way. surprising. They didn't. It is. I think probably though, the name, the monkeys at the time yeah. being on easy rides, like about independence and all this stuff might've worked against the whole Maybe, vibe yeah. of the film. Yeah. You know, but even if they quietly stuck a little tune, like a, like uh, what's one thing, like an as we go along type thing in a certain moment, exactly, would have been cool. Yeah, something that didn't sound like the monkeys, but is a yeah. really great song. It could have really done something yeah. cool. But hey, oh well, what can you do? Well, that's that's easy writer's problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good luck being a legendary movie without the cinematic power of the monkeys. <laughs> So that throws us back here to Hold On Girl at number 135 off of More of the Monkeys. I know about the guy who treated you so bad. He took your love and then just walked away. So hold on, girl. Cool harpsichord sound at the beginning of it. I don't know if it's actually harpsichord, but it has that vibe to it. They did a couple of versions of this tune. There's like mm-hmm. the more rock and roll one, and there's kind of like the softer left banky harpsichord one. Yeah, I think it's more of an organ sound on the the album version. There's a couple different ones, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> we pulled this back in episode 18. At the time, we said. They sound like they're sedated. That's exactly what I have written here. Like, <laughs> without even knowing, that's what we said there. It says it sounds like they're sedated for the chorus. Hold on, be a little bit stronger. Wait a little bit longer. Help is on its way. Hold on, <laughs> Sounds like Morrissey doesn't want to wake up. Yeah, exactly. Hold on, girl. <laughs> but yeah, it's a. It sounds like a song they they themselves aren't that into being into. So, <laughs> which I feel is kind of the push pull of more of the monkeys, the album. Yeah, I think they were just trying to get content. Yeah, as you know, that was content wasn't a concept like it is today. But they were trying to. I think they were trying to stockpile songs. Let's let's get some songs. Let's get some verses and choruses some instruments together mm-hmm. and put some songs in the can so we could maybe sneak an album out while the boys aren't looking. They won't be upset about it, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. We'll be making them money. <laughs> so that will bring us to number 134, We Were Made for Each Other, from the birds, the bees, and the monkeys. We were made for each other As the stars were made for the sky No other love. How 
pretty sure this is our lowest ranking song from that surprisingly high ranking album with us. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a bit schmaltzy for me, this song. Davy sounds good, the song is well played, but it's not something I reach to when I want to listen to the monkeys. You know what I mean? Yes, I believe it's uh, on Schmaltz Way next door to Never Thought of Peculiar. Exactly. Yeah, they're neighbors. You can tell. Hey, my uh, my review is ZZZ with an ellipsis. <laughs> or as they say in America, ZZZ <laughs> with an ellipsis. Yes. With ZZZ the... with three dots. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ZZZ dot dot dot. But yeah, there's not really much to talk about with this song because it's just kind of like a... Again, just a, it's a Davy song. It's it's fine for what it is, but it's just not my jam. Yeah, it's my jelly. It's a, a Davy pillow talk, whisper in your ear kind of song. Yeah, exactly. It's just which again brings us now to little little girl from Good Times. Little girl, don't you be brought down. Cheer up, I'll turn your frown. Sunny side up, come fill your cup. With all it can hold And it's shiny and gold So the, the, the good times ones when they appear They appear close together at least um, <laughs> and a, Another Peter one Yeah, yeah, which is a shame actually But uh, not a lot to really say about it Peter sounds good But the song just kind of like exists You know Yeah, I think he wrote it for Davey to sing And I'm not sure Davey ever sang it Oh, I see that would make more sense to hear Davey singing it, I think. But it would yeah, probably you know, be in the exact same good spot. It's kind of a tribute to him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But even if Davey sang it, I think it would be in the exact same spot it's in right now. Pretty much, yeah. But there does exist a version from 1977 of Peter singing it live at CBGB, legendary punk rock venue in New York. That's right, yes. I have seen that. Yeah, so <laughs> it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Just like any, if you're into Peter, you'll dig this tune. Yeah, exactly. Again, not a bad tune. Maybe where it is in the, in the, uh, the countdown doesn't really reflect <laughs> that. All right. But hey. The tune's just got to land somewhere. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Which, which uh, brings us to Don't Bring Me Down off of Pool It at 132. I think when we pulled this in episode 19, we coined the phrase poo poo pool it accidentally. <laughs> Maybe. It's become one of our catchphrases, at least for me. <laughs> as far as pool it songs go, it's like, it's a song. It's not, it's not a bad song. Ooh. It's not a great song. You can only get what you can get here, I guess. <laughs> pool it's its own. <laughs> poo poo pool it. Poo poo pool it. As we call it. <laughs> There's a video for this song, and if you go to our playlist, you can see this video. And the song and video are essentially a commercial for Fantasy Island in 1991. (laughs) The video, okay, it's essentially a documentary about a little girl who won a contest to meet the monkeys, right? And I'm not sure where there's, at first I thought they're going to like a theme park or something, but essentially they just have a meal with her in some restaurant with a bunch of characters around dancing and stuff. It might be a diner at like a theme park. Yeah. The dude's wearing like Mickey Mouse ears and stuff. He's greeting them. I'm not sure if they're that's, at like MGM Studios or something. 
that's what I thought it was going to be about Disney World or something, but it wasn't. Yeah, it's like a diner themed thing, and this, you get to go have lunch with the monkeys and also listen to Pool It all day, and they like appear to be forcing people to party to Pool It. Essentially, yeah, yeah, it's like three grown goofballs hanging out with like a six year old girl all day eating a meal together, and the guys are trying to make the best of it. Not at all problematic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Peter's being super Peter and being goofy and stuff. But I, man, I bet you they wanted like a like a, like a teenager, someone in their twenties, or even someone their own age from the monkeys, you know, yeah. original stint or something, so they could do. But it's just like this little kid, and it was just. I bet you it was a very awkward day for everybody, or maybe maybe, maybe. they loved it. How does how did this kid hear about the monkeys? Maybe she's a super fan. Yeah. Maybe she has a podcast. <laughs> maybe she should check in with us if she's out there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a very interesting take. <laughs> Does she still like the monkeys? I got questions. Man, we should hunt her down and have her on the podcast. <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Settle down, Bob. <laughs> be a, it, she'd be a very interesting guest, I think. I suppose for sure. It's like, what was it like? I guess she was only like six years old. She's like, I don't know. I remember the ice cream. <laughs> so, like, she's probably like forty-two now. It has to be mom. Yeah, yeah, I'd say about that age. Yeah. That be if anybody knows her, tell us to get tell her to get in touch with us. We like to talk to her about her day with the monkeys and the "Don't Bring Me Down" video, which is a weird video name. Like "Don't Bring Me Down," and it's about having a fun day with a super fan. <laughs> it's true, but you know what? I do like that tune. It's like it's kind of grown on me a bit since go. we uh, banished it to number one thirty-two. <laughs> it's definitely interesting. So, I don't know. I think you might be all alone with that uh, sentiment about that song, which brings us to All Alone in the Dark. <laughs> Is that oh. what you, you just said in the dark listening to uh, Don't Bring Me Down? <laughs> <laughs> the king of the segue strikes again. Boom. All Alone in the Dark, number 131 from Changes. Whisper I just, remember, I just remember being amusing because you and I were in a band and our first song was called Alone in the Dark. Yeah, that's the, that's the only reason it stands out. And, uh, same, same, but, same. So uh, the intro sucks and it just gets darker from there with this song, I think. <laughs> like, who is this song for? Like, the later monkeys often feel that way because they're all over the place, right? Mm, but yeah. uh, sometimes that really works for a band, but it's just not the monkey's strong suit. Like, they're not chameleons of the time. And then <laughs> it's just to make sure you truly hate this song. They hit it with a kazoo and stupid noise solo. <laughs> it's just like, all right, I'm done with this one. No wonder you're alone yeah, in the so- dark. Some of these songs, I'm surprised we didn't talk about them last episode. But like I said, down here at the bottom, it's all just soup. It is. It is. Yeah. It's a, stuff can be moved around, I guess, but it doesn't make that much of a difference. No joke. <laughs> Which might make people who really love lists crazy, but that's the way I feel about it. <laughs> well, tough shit. It's our show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which will throw us now to number 130, Pillow Time. So good night, my wee wayfarer. Pleasant dreams to you, old top. It's pillow time again. 
your storybook friends as you go down Mother Goose Lane. Yeah. From he- is it from headquarters? Or is just the demo thing on From Monkeys Presents yeah, when thought. it finally came out on an actual release. Yeah. Until the headquarters sessions or whatever. Uh, it might have been on a reissue, I think. Like when the CD came out with all the bonus yep. tracks, I think it was on there. The Rhino reissues? This, which I love that version of Pillow Time. Oh, it's fantastic. It's Mickey in the studio fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah, it's seven minutes long. It's the one that's on our playlist on YouTube. You want to check it out. And it's yeah. it's so cool. Like the song itself, obviously, you can see where it lands. Is it? It's a dumb song. I'm not into the song. But <laughs> the demo version from the 2007 remaster is uh it's it's so cool because it's like a sneak peek into the recording and really the writing of a song with mickey as he's going like they talk about going to get hamburgers and mickey just says <laughs> get lots of stuff just get lots yeah. of stuff hey 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 listen if you want to make some money you bring back lots of stuff all kinds of good stuff not lots of hamburgers because they get cold He's like makes a bunch of weird noises, plays that weird plinky plunky instrument. Hey, should I play this thing to it? Wait a minute. Yeah. Let me hear it back. There's a wonderland for us. There's a tall piece of jack. Yeah, and uh, it's just a great little snapshot of how much fun they're having in the headquarters sessions. Yeah, like making these tunes kind of getting to the height of their powers and really just having a blast. Yeah, dude. It really feels like you're hanging out in the studio and like chilling on the couch waiting for Mickey mm-hmm. to wrap up just so you guys can go hit the strip and you can be yeah. a famous guy's <laughs> friend and all the benefits and that come with that. Like, and Yeah, and Hank is chiming in on the talk back. Yeah. And it's, it's really neat to hear him talking. And just to being in the studio is a lot of fun. It is. It is. It's a cool, it's just a fun, yeah, it, it's great. It's a great recording. And I bet this is what I wanted to talk about is they've just announced there's a headquarters super deluxe collection coming out. It's like four CDs, a 45, a bunch of stuff. And I'm sure there's going to yeah. be, this will probably be one of the things on it. Oh yeah. It's like everything. Yeah. Everything is, this has got to be on it. It's it's incredible what they keep finding in the vault. Yeah. And it's, is these new gifts that the monkeys bestow upon us. Like every time we think, Oh, that's it for that. Is something really cool happens. Yeah. Something really cool comes out. And then we find out Mickey's on tour to perform, to uh, support it. Yeah. So like, all right then. It's fantastic. All around. Man, we should get in touch with Rhino and be like, Hey, we have this podcast. Could you send it to us so we can review it? And see if we can yeah, spin yeah. one or two of them for us. Cause man, we'll review, we'll go through a track by track. And we'll give you the breakdown. If you could pop it on vinyl, that'd be great. Just, just, just one for us. It's, it's fine. Yeah, we yeah, appreciate yeah. That. Yeah, we'll, we'll pay extra. Colored vinyl, if you could. Yeah. <laughs> I want it to spell out monkeys, please. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But that's about it for Pillow Time at 1.30 here on the Podcast Valley Sunday. Randomatic Countdown. So number 129, breaking into the 120s, we've got Ooh. Ticket on a Ferry Ride. I've got a ticket on a ferry ride. I've got a ticket and it hurts inside. I wonder if she knows 
speaking of songs that I thought we would have talked about last time. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I don't have the same distaste for this song that I had before. Like, I'm not, like, <sighs> saying it should be 29 or anything. Right. But uh, I kind of found it easygoing. The melody's nice. But, uh, again, that's kind but, of what all it has going for it. Bit of a bit of a dirge. Mm-hmm. Bit, bit funeral-like. I don't know. I, I could say, though, I, I prefer this one to the two that are now below it, I would say, oddly enough. But, really? but yeah, but that's really all I have to say about it. It's just kind of like it, you put it in the background when you're eating dinner with your grandparents and they won't mind it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about the ferry ride we used to take. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about taking it on a ferry ride. There you have it. Which then tosses us down to number 128 with Teardrop Shitty. I was high on top of Right, folks, we're uh, finally getting into tunes some medium casual fans might recognize. Exactly. I feel like now we're we're starting to get into the marmalades, out of the jellies, <laughs> into the marmalades. Yes. This might not qualify as a marmalade all the way with me and Paco here. Yeah. Yes. Because, because um, it has that, you know. We kind of look at these tunes through the prism of our monkeys' experience, and this is the first three-legged dog era of the monkeys after Peter leaves, and you see them playing it live on the TV show and the clip that we have on the countdown, and um, where it's just Mickey and Mike and Davey, and it's a little weird, and Mickey's really hammy, and it is it's it seems a little desperate, and uh, which is weird. Like this one came off of Instant Replay. And it was released as a single, topped out at number 56 on Johan Billboard's Countdown. But um, actually, for instant replay, they're already like reaching back into the barrel and finding old tunes to fill out the albums, because this was recorded back in the original sessions in uh, 1966, alongside things like Last Train to Clarksville, which it sounds almost exactly like. That's the thing. It comes out sounding so much like Clarksville, it throws you off right away. Because it sounds like it's trying to be Clarksville so much. Like, oh, yeah. okay, whatever. And then from there, it just kind of goes on. And like in that video you mentioned, like Mickey's dressed like Austin Powers. <laughs> and, and at one point, he stops playing drums to wipe his nose <laughs> while he's singing. <laughs> it's just like, okay, that's exactly how I feel about this song too. Like I couldn't even get through a performance of it. Well, I think I think he's leaning into the references in the song. It's like seems to be talking about gr- drugs quite a bit. Yeah. And now she's looking for pretty clover and stuff. Like I don't know. <laughs> I could be reading too much into You're it. You're probably not. But I don't know. They're trying to be like a druggy subversive here and there, or not. Maybe it's just coming out that way. <laughs> but either way, we're not huge fans of the song. But hey, it is a monkey's tune. It is a single. And we're kind of just, we're getting into the the more slightly well-known Monkeys tunes now. Yeah, exactly. Which does lead us to number 127, Let's Dance On. Let's dance on. Oh, baby, 
So this song, obviously from the first season, it's all over, and uh, it, it just has that that junka 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 kind of rock and roll yeah. song vibe to it. But yeah, very proto prototype rock and roll. Yeah, it's a voice and heart tune, just like the last tune, and um, it's got that. It sounds like the vision they have for the monkeys project itself. Like, yeah, it's probably a song that existed before the monkeys did. And, uh, they're to start trying to, that's how, how do we want this fun rock and roll TV, California band to sound? And that's what it feels like here. Yeah. It really does just kind of, it checks all the boxes for what it's going for essentially. And, yeah. and, and we pulled this back on episode four, our first day of doing podcast valley sunday look out that is crazy that was (laughs) we're so 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 young then so young we had so many more songs to pull at that time like my goodness so much ahead of us oh yes my good you got that right (laughs) so yeah so this song to me it's just just a song like again i don't have a lot of uh, love for it but i don't have a lot of hate against it it's just like yeah oh yeah i know that one I did kind of, I dug up a pretty neat version of it with from like a Mickey and Peter tour to stick on the countdown. Yep. Yep. And it's fun. It's a, it's a fun way to watch the monkeys do a monkey song and like just to fill a few minutes of the tour. And uh, Mickey does some pretty funny call and response stuff with the audience. And you know, it's, it's a fun rocker. They look like they're having fun doing it. Yeah. And I think they say it's like the first time they played it live or something like that. Like they had- Yeah. It's pretty wild. And they definitely. Don't play it often. No. I don't remember ever seeing them play, but that's really... If that was the first time they played it, that might have been the only time they ever played it live. (laughs) That's pretty wild. (laughs) Because it seems like it'd be kind of an easy tune to throw together, and it's it's on the show. And um, it seems like it would have been kind of a go-to, maybe like mid-encore kind of tune. Yeah, especially in that first tour when they were just trying to learn how to play anything. It seems like a song that was so straightforward they could have played it. Yeah, for real. But, hey, what do we know? <laughs> We're just a couple idiots with a podcast. Exactly. It's called Podcast Valley Sunday. And that pretty much brings us to the end of this segment yep. of the Randomatic Countdown. That was our next 20. So stay tuned. In two weeks, we'll be back for the next 20 songs. And let me tell you, looking ahead here, there's still a lot of garbage. But <laughs> some stuff you will recognize. <laughs> <laughs> We're still pretty far down. Oh man! <laughs> I guess that wasn't a very good uh, promo. <laughs> Come back. There's a lot of crap coming that you probably don't like. <laughs> Hope you like us hearing us talk about it. He, he ain't lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty. So, I guess that brings us to it. From me, yep. Paco. And me, Jeff. Have yourselves a monkey's little evening. Thank you. Bye-bye.